<laughs> Welcome back. You really messed up that opening. I really had a really good opening, but Caesar was flipping me off when he was <laughs> doing his countdown. He flipped me off, everybody. So if you're watching, Caesar flipped me off and ruined my opening. But welcome to episode 19 of the Rediscover Geek Show. We're back after a two-week hiatus. Um, I take blame for the hiatus because I was working and I had to shift my schedule to a night shift because we had our Overwatch League Grand Finals and they were taking place in Asia time. So I had to do broadcasts at like 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning. So I hold responsibility for shifting and I apologize, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be with you lovely folks, and Anthony and Caesar, you guys too. Oh! <laughs> Very well done. Very well done. The insults are starting early. I know. Well, how you guys pocket. doing? How you guys doing? It's been a while. <laughs> not, as, not as busy as you are, Jansen. Definitely not as busy, oh. but... Uh, things are things are picking up. Things are getting better on my end. So I'm doing very very well. That's great. You know, that is good. It's a nice change of pace. Because I'm about to ask Anthony, who's oh. currently sitting below me in my the way my window's out, and he's just gonna be like, eh. he's gonna give me the same answer he does every week. What is my answer, Anthony? Okay. <laughs> How you doing, Anthony? You know, getting over the hump. Getting over the hump. <laughs> You haven't even hit the hump yet. <laughs> You're coming. Nah, up it's going. It's going well. I'm doing well. Just uh, what have you guys? What have you guys done in the last two weeks? Yeah, what have you done, Caesar? <laughs> Me, uh, just studying, uh, applying for work, uh, putting my resume back out there again. So uh, that's one of the reasons why things have been picking up because I'm actually getting some attention. Uh, oh, so that's nice. good. Um, other than that, you know, just doing the usual rediscovery parts, uh, doing a lot of drawing, playing a lot of video games, watching a lot of shows. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah I am. Just... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go first. No, I just, I'm, no I'm really excited about what you're going to say right now. <laughs> Please, Anthony, go. We'll go back to it. It's essentially going to say it's essentially what it, my, my playing and reading. <laughs> and watching, so <laughs> get to save that for the end. <laughs> That's true. We're just teasing. Okay. We're teasing. No, I, I I did the same thing. I did a lot of because when I had to adjust because we were all week um in this time zone, so we had to adjust. I adjusted my sleep cycle essentially all week, so I would stay up really really late, so like four, five, six a.m. on non-broadcast days. Even later than that, like 9, 10 a.m. on broadcast days. But um, I got to watch like a lot of television, and I got to do a lot of stuff, which was uh, was nice. I actually don't, outside of it doesn't really work well for a father and a husband, I actually don't mind overnights. <laughs> I feel like I can accomplish so much in my time. Well, yeah, it's yeah, nice it's, and quiet. It's very quiet, huh. yeah. It That's is, why yeah. Samantha likes working late, late nights, because you just, you don't have any distractions, it feels like. Yeah, you're not getting emails constantly, you're just answering emails of, that people sent you during the day, which is nice. It's so much easier to focus on one thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, when I was working that night shift last year, it was just very nice, and just, but also too, I enjoyed kind of doing my own thing, so... I didn't have to deal because, yeah, that office that I was in, it was very, 
there was just too much going on during the day. There's too many people, too much noises, activity, disruptions. Yeah. So, moving on, now that our week's over, we're going to get, we, uh, actually, you know what, I would have thought there was, like, a lot of headlines um, since we've been gone for two weeks, but there wasn't as many as I thought, or maybe there weren't any that we really wanted to talk about. But um, the one thing I wanted to start up first in our headlines for the last two weeks um, was a, a little clip that is probably like the most excited I've been for an animated show in a while because um, I feel like it really nailed um, the original. And that was the Animaniac clip they showed during, I think it was called Metacon or what was, what was it called? New York Comic Con's like digital comic-con they did um it was part of the animaniacs hulu sh- uh presentation and they showed the first uh animaniac clip and we're actually going to watch it first for all the people that aren't watching yay <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just going to enjoy the clip <laughs> and you're not going to hear us talk because we're just going to watch the clip yes, and if you are yeah. watching it's that um, good. It's it's worth watching. So definitely, yeah. we want to play it uh, for everyone that's not watching. And uh, yeah, so should yeah. I play it? Yeah, yeah, no, go, go, right, play away. You, you let me know when it's over, though, because I'm not gonna know. I will let you know when it's over. All right, guys. Here you go. Okay. This species of cartoon has been extinct since 1998. I mean, these haven't been seen on TV since the golden era of animation. And... and what? It... It's the Warner Brothers. That's, yeah, that, oh yeah, yeah. He, he did it. That, 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 that crazy son of a gun actually did it. Clean vectored outlines, widescreen format. These don't look like reruns. Uh, well, uh, they're not. <laughs> I reanimated them. We are gonna make a fortune with this show. How zany are they? Oh, uh, to the max. Uh, of course. Uh, then there's uh, Pinky and the Brain. Pinky in the Brain? You said you're bringing back Pinky in the Brain? Mm-mm. Say it again. We're bringing back Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> Put your head between your knees. Boingy, 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 boingy. Where are they going? Home. Welcome to Animaniacs. I actually just want to see how long I'd go silence before someone actually like said something. I, I, I love that. That was, um, yeah, that's why I wanted to t- start it off because, uh, it, it really like touched on, uh, everything that's great about the Animaniacs. And I feel like they nailed that cliff, like really, really nailed it. And I hope, I, I, I only hope that the rest of the show is going to be that good because well, what's your feeling about that? Because the original creator is not involved at all right is he not involved i don't know i actually don't know that oh i just read a whole article today that he's not involved and i guess he tweeted something about his displeasure about the the clip 
He had this point really? about the clip. Yeah, like, because it's like a whole new team. So and they didn't really bring anybody that was part of the original back to the show. So um, there's like this big kind of. You could have, you could have fooled me. I mean, from what I saw from this clip, it just looked like it was on point. Yeah, no, I, I, didn't I thought see. the humor, I thought the humor nailed it. But it's actually interesting. Like, I guess, do you, are you obligated to bring back, like, how old is Animaniacs? What is it, like 20 years old? Roughly, yeah. Or, I would say, yeah. yeah. So are you, is there an obligation to bring back, like, original creators if you own like to a fan obligation, like I I don't know. Um, now I mean, I don't know if it's an obligation, but was there an attempt? Uh, obviously, like that Anthony mentioned, uh, there was some you know somebody seemed unhappy, so maybe they didn't even bother reaching out to them and said we're gonna do this without you. Uh, did they try reaching out? Was there just no no middle ground where they couldn't come to an agreement? Uh, so it really depends someone on someone do like a really great pitch, and it was just a new team that pitched it. Yeah, and and like I, I don't know, I I feel for whoever you get, you kind of feel bad if there's like some like hurt feelings on mm-hmm. it. But then like, yeah, I don't know what the obligation is to bring back. I mean, ultimately, yeah, the I was looking up the article again. Um, so basically. One omission from the list of returning talent, and I'll give proper credit, this is from CBR. Um, the Animaniacs creator Tom Rugen, or Ruger, sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, along with the rest of the original writing team, um, Ruger has not been invited back to the revival series, and he's apparently not happy about it. Wow. So See, that it, does it suck. Like it wasn't even like maybe. There was no, it says his son, after, after who released the first clip, his son Nate, who also voiced Sticky Squirrel in the original series, was quick to tweet his disappointment. Hmm. I guess if you're bringing everybody else back, and then you don't bring back one of the people, but then you also, like, I don't, I don't know the history. That's the thing. Like, that's kind of weird that you bring everybody else back. If you did, but you don't bring him back unless there's like some like I don't know some some type of displeasure. Yeah, who knows? Maybe yeah. there was some, some drama. <laughs> there was some drama maybe during the original. Could be. Time. I'll post yeah. uh, I'll post that article so you can read it later if you want. Yeah. Yeah, it was just interesting because I I I wasn't I I wasn't too um, keyed in on all the news about it, so it was just interesting that when I came across that, I think it was today or yesterday, that I was a little surprised. Yeah. Well, as much yeah, as it's know. a bummer, I mean, I'm just happy. I, I think this is more for the fans. Uh, what happens behind closed doors, I mean, I don't... I think it kind of takes away kind of uh, what we're talking about when it came to uh, DC and what was going on there. You know, it's about the fans, and as a fan, I'm just happy that this is coming back. I love this trailer, I think this is just typical Animaniacs, the way they just use their celebrities and they, you know, they, uh, Steven Spielberg is able to take advantage of these franchises. I, I think it was on point. I, I, I love the reference. Everything they did with Jurassic Park was genius. Uh, that part, you know, you, you have a pinky in the brain. And it's like, yeah. yes, like, say again, <laughs> we have a pinky in the brain. I think it's fucking genius. 
Oh, it's so good. I'm just even watching it again. It's just so good. Um, yeah, so I, I think it comes out in November, right? November, November 20th. November 20th. We're not so. too far away, man. I mean, we're we're getting into a... We're already in October, right now. man. Yeah. yeah. So, between that, between Mandalorian 2, like, there's so much stuff coming out yep. over the next two months. It's going to be, like, a great, um, great time for binge-watching television. Except for the Mandalorian, because you can't binge watch it. You have to wait every single week. Love it, but love yeah. it. They did that with the with the boys, and I loved it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't finish the boys until it was all over. Exactly. <laughs> so I watch them all. <laughs> no? That was perfect. Um, but no, yeah. So I'm super excited about that. Glad they released it. Um, I didn't really see too much of anything else from uh, New York Comic Con's like digital convention, but I did watch that, and I'm very happy with it. So, I wanted to get that out of the way first other headline news um there's a ton of stuff going on with spider-man 3 um like a whole lot of news coming out of spider-man 3 i feel like they're just gonna throw everyone i kind of feels like the old spider-man when they're like how many characters can we get into a spider-man movie <laughs> <laughs> and I, it just seems to be like if it's the way yeah it just seems to be like there's gonna be a lot of characters because um They've announced the bringing back of... Is it confirmed, or is it just Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro? Or a, a different version of Electro? I, I'm, I can't imagine that he's coming I back I think it's as, confirmed, because it's a pretty big deal. They're making a really big deal out of it. I think it's confirmed. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it was, too, but uh, I was just curious. Um, but yeah, so that that's actually... That's interesting, because um, it's kind of like the first... Have they brought... I don't think they've brought anybody back from any of the other Spider-Man movies into um, the Spider-Man, correct? To the MCU? Yeah, the MCU. Just outside of just Spider-Man. Like, no? Oh, no, that's not true. J. Jonah Jameson came back. Um, yes, I think that, yeah, that's that's the first one. And yeah. if you haven't seen, uh, <laughs> um, ah, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, surprise. Spoiler! Well, there was rumors today. Did you also include the rumors about Potentially, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield also coming back as Spider-Man in Spider-Man Three. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like they're like, oh, DC Comics is doing this crazy Flashpoint where they're going to bring in all the different Batman. We could do that with all the different Spider-Man. Well, do you think they're just trying to pull like a live action like Spider into the Spider Verse? I think the yeah. I, I think they probably well because they're going to tie it because obviously if you because there's also the news that Doctor Strange is going to appear in it yep. so um, you're going to bring into multiverse into it and multiple dimensions and so I think you between that and then you have like the rumor that Miles Morales is going to debut in it like I, I feel like there is going to be like this push to get like multiple Spider-Man in it um, which, I, I wonder how much of this is uh, fueled by the whole Jamie Foxx uh you know, coming back, uh, is this just fans going wild and just spreading rumors like wildfire? <laughs> like how, how much water does all, do all these rumors actually hold? Well, I imagine they probably would have to pay Tobey Maguire like a hefty sum of money to come back to Spider-Man. But I don't think he acts anymore, right? He's doing like um, home poker games. Now. <laughs> Are you serious? No, that's literally what he does. He plays like in home po- poker tournaments, like high stakes poker tournaments that's what he does wow 
wow. The, I didn't whole even thing, know it. The, the whole thing about, you know, that, that movie, what was it? Molly's Game. Molly's Game. Yeah. That character that she's, like, interacting with, that's based off of Tommy Choir. Yeah. Or the, gave, the story, like, it's based off a book, right? Yeah. It's crazy. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I, there's this weird, weird interconnection thing going on. How have they been doing that? A long time. A okay. long time. I mean, when was the last movie? Like, yeah, whenever he his last movie and he just dropped out of acting and decided to play poker. <laughs> was it that emo Peter Parker that just made him like, you know what, I'm done. I I, I can't, no, I I can't, I can't recover. That's where he got all his money. He, <laughs> he cashed his paycheck, his Spider-Man 3 paycheck, and uh, find out. Um, But I actually wouldn't mind like an Enter the Spider-Verse type. Oh, not at all. <laughs> no one. Is it funny? Like, I actually think they should bring in, if they're if you're gonna do it, you should bring in, um, what is, what's his name? Guy that plays Nick and, uh, New Girl also voices Peter B. Parker in Into the Spider-Verse. Nick Johnson. I think he could play an actual Peter B. Parker, (laughs) and they should bring in a live-action Peter B. Parker. He literally looks like that. He could totally play that. (laughs) It'll be interesting. Well, it'll be interesting too how they're trying to integrate it into the um, a whole MCU. Yeah. Well, because it's the last movie that they have with the MCU, though, right? Isn't well, yes, it's, with it's the last yes. deal that they yeah. negotiated. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they'll probably negotiate something else. But it was after all that maybe. falling out. Uh... Yeah. I Sony, man. They just they just need to let it go. <laughs> Why they have so much money? I mean, they're they're gonna. Why would they let it go? They're gonna they're gonna take over Spider Man and just they're gonna ruin it. Everything Marvel has done, they're just gonna they're gonna ruin it. Period. Doesn't matter. It's still more valuable to Sony. (laughs) Marvel's gonna ruin Spider Man. No, No, they're gonna ruin everything that Marvel's done. Yeah, everything that Marvel has done to this point for Spider Man, they're gonna take it over because, like we said, this is the last movie they're working on together. And once they take it over, they're gonna probably tie it in with the uh, venom somehow, and it's just gonna fall apart. Well, I, I wish they would like tie it into venom, but I wish Marvel would have its hands in that too. That'd be cool. I don't see that happening. But let's enjoy this last one while we can. I'm excited for it. <laughs> I, I hope all these fucking rumors. I mean, this is their way of saying, all right, if if this is the last time we get to work on this with Sony, then we're going all out. I hope that's what's going on. I actually see, and then also, I know you brought up that, um, the other thing is, um, uh, Kingpin, Wilson Fisk, um, oh. why can't I think of the actor's name? Vince D'Onofrio? Is that, is that how you say it? Yes. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes. Yeah, how he's, um, uh, kind of putting himself out there that he wants to return as Wilson Fisk. Kingpin. I'm actually all for that, because I thought that he played a really great Kingpin, and I think that'd be really cool if they put him in. Spider-Man. That's just a lot. I don't know how you can, if you oh, have that many villains, that many characters. Like if you're remaking Into the Spider-Verse. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it almost seems like it's a combination of like they're slowly building the Sinister Six, and then like yeah. you're gonna have that storyline. I mean, is Michael Keaton still gonna make an appearance? Oh. Like you've got Benedict coming in, so it's just it's a lot of balls in the air. <laughs> That's what, that's what I was saying. It kind of it was like the throwback to the old Spider-Man movies where they just like throw everything in. Like, okay, we're going to have Venom, we're going to have Sandman, and we're going to have Green Goblin. 
all in one movie, and they just yeah. keep do it. Do it. Give me a three hour long Spider Man movie. I don't care. Do it because this is again. This is probably the last time we're gonna see Marvel and Sony working together, and then Sony's taking it over. If that's the case, give me a three hour Spider Man movie. Throw them all in. I don't care. I want to see them all. Just do it. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting. See what happens. What is it like? Twenty twenty two is when it comes out. Yeah. So like right now, out. yes, but uh, yeah. depending on it, may, it might get pushed because exactly all the yeah, new stuff got pushed. Yeah, everything's getting pushed. So they'll be shuffling the whole. Was it phase four we're now or going into? Yep. So um, yeah, that's it for uh movie news that we have, unless something else. <laughs> Spider Man news <laughs> or Spider Man news. So um, many headlines on Spider Man alone. I don't really know if there's any other movie stuff. I just didn't have it in our headline segment. Um, but uh, up next is uh, moving over to video games, because I know that's what everybody loves to talk about here. <laughs> I'm just going to turn it over to you guys. Go. Anthony, it's your soapbox. Yeah, because what's, you don't, what's Microsoft doing? You don't play any games. Oh, no, no, Seether, Seether, sorry. It's your soapbox. What's Microsoft doing? Oh, God, uh, that one. Well, uh, Microsoft has been really surprising everybody lately with a lot of moves they've been doing, especially that big move where they uh, bought, out, bought out Bethesda. That was huge. I still think it's huge. I think it's going to suck later on down the road because I'm going to be forced to buy a Series X or Series S. We'll see. Um, but they keep coming out with surprises. They, uh, they just announced that they're in partnership with GameStop. Um, I don't know the full-on details, but it seems like you're going to have GameStop basically turning into a Microsoft store. They're going to integrate. Microsoft. Yeah, they're going to integrate everything. Uh, the Microsoft Office, everything is going into GameStop. Um, one thing that I read was supposedly the whole cash trap area, uh, employees going behind the register. They're going to do away with that. Kind of imagine yourself in an Apple store where people come to you with their iPads and they help you or with their iPhones and they help you right there on the spots. Without having to get it, well, not without having to get in line, but they're coming to you and you pay with card, you pay with cash right there. Um, that's basically what I'm imagining when I when I read all this. But yeah, uh, Microsoft and GameStop going into partnership, and I'm sure that's gonna that's gonna work wonders for Microsoft because and save GameStop. Honestly, GameStop has been struggling, yeah. and this yeah. is gonna help them as far as the digital sales of games moving forward, especially. Uh, Along with Microsoft, so big news. Well, it's interesting too, like why, yeah, why Microsoft would want to go into partnership like this, unless, like you said, they're they're trying to be strategic about, you know, because their whole strategy too is going digital. Yeah. So yeah. it's very interesting that they're, and then also too, who knows how much money that they're giving GameStop? That wasn't the deals, the, the details weren't released. So it's interesting on what they're actually doing because i don't think really brick and mortar is the future you know at least it seems like what they've been developing especially with the um game pass the whole x the x cloud thing is taking off so it's really interesting why they're they're partnering up with brick and mortar right now as well especially too during the pandemic when you know stores are still struggling physically in terms of you know foot traffic and but the way GameStop has run, it, it'll be interesting to see how much oversight Microsoft has over GameStop, or if it really is just more a kind of like a sponsorship. Um, 
as opposed to them actually, you know, dictating policy. Because yeah. I think that's been GameStop's biggest problem is the customer service has always been really good because I think a lot of people that work there are gamers. And they, they don't like the policies that they have to deal with with GameStop. So, but they're still very, like, customer-oriented. But the shit that they have to put up with is unbelievable in terms of the stuff they have to push. They're told that they have to make certain quotas and numbers. And I don't know. It's it's pretty shitty the way GameStop is run. I mean, that's why they're in the financial state that they're in mm-hmm. or they're struggling. Yeah. I feel like I think we were we were discussing this that like brick and mortar stores, um, they're they are kind of going the way like especially now like I think COVID accelerated like people's shift to online, um, just because they kind of had to, um, and it was already obviously going that direction, but now I, I it just accelerated it, but I, I do feel like. Like there is gonna be brick and mortar stores, but they're gonna be more specialized and more focused because I think there is some sense of people wanting to get out and go someplace, um, and go someplace where they like what they like, like like the things that are there. So like game stores, comic book shops. Um, so I I think they're gonna get reduced, but I feel like there's still gonna be like some form of brick and mortar like gaming store that people are going to do. I'd also be curious to see if um if that opens up like like tournaments and stuff like that, like inside GameStop if Microsoft does like not even regional, you could do like national wide tournaments on one day, like if they're partnered with GameStops, you could do it in like all the different stores and do certain types of tournaments from like different It'd stores. It'd be a great idea. It's just those stores a lot of times they're in like bad locations in terms of foot traffic yes. or like yeah. space. And yeah, also too, we, yeah. Well, we didn't they, even touch on the, the fact that like it's almost a, you'd also wonder a little bit if there's shadiness because GameStop supports other companies. So what's to say that Microsoft or GameStop doesn't make Microsoft more prominent? partner in your stores so you know like nintendo and sony kind of don't get the retail space or shelf space or they're not as pushed as hard as like microsoft items and products but i i think that that's just retail like if, if playstation was to go to gamestop and they like oh, i'm going to give you this x amount of dollars to put this type of promotional material like all over the place they do it i, I don't think it's at the end of the day, like they're retail partners, but it's still GameStop. It's still the store that is purchasing the merchandise from like PlayStation or whoever. Like they're still the distributor, right? So they can do whatever they want inside their store, I imagine. Well, but no, not necessarily, right? Because if you're getting money from Microsoft, they are in a sense almost certain they can start dictating, right? Like, yeah, yeah, if, that's again, that's like, what's interesting. Do... If you find out, like, what is the actual details of, like, are they, again, dictating policy or procedures and processes? Or is it really just more of a partnership where they're, like, providing resources? I think, it's, an, I think it's more of a partnership. Uh, it, it benefits both. Um, Microsoft, if you compare the Apple Store to a Microsoft Store, I'm sure we've all been at a mall where we see the Apple Store and it's jam-packed. And then down the ways, we see the Microsoft store, and it's the complete opposite. 
I think this is going to bring more awareness to what Microsoft has and what they're doing. If you see an employee come up to you and they have a Microsoft Surface, and that's how they're they're showing you all the games, what's coming up, here are the reservations, uh, this is also how I'm going to charge you. And that's bringing attention to that. So in a way, Microsoft is getting some marketing out of that. And you can kind of see it as maybe they're paying for that marketing. I don't know. Um, but I like the idea that you guys mentioned about running tournaments. Um, GameStop was already doing that. They, they were experimenting with some stores, bigger stores uh, that has more foot space, uh, where they were actually running tournaments. And they actually had setups for like streaming. So, yeah. and, and we all know that Microsoft now in their stores, some of these stores actually do run tournaments for their exclusive titles like Killer Instinct or just any, any uh, Microsoft exclusive. Uh, Forza, I know they, they had tournaments for Forza. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, Microsoft and GameStop partner up. If they actually do that, now they have the capability because those tournaments didn't do so well at the Microsoft store, but I could see them doing much better at a GameStop store. Yeah. Actually, Enforcer Steve just said that they closed down all the Microsoft stores. So that actually makes sense now that there they would have a presence. There you go. And I'm sure it had to do with the fact that, like I mentioned, that they were always dead. They're, I mean, you're just it's wasting just... space. It's just weird. It doesn't make sense again. Like I said, I keep going back to that. It doesn't seem to make sense with like what their long term strategy is for, anyways. Like, why? It's just it's it's just odd. It's just for me, it's an odd partnership. Because it, I, like, I think that it's if, if you're, you're going for sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just if you're going for an all digital um, solution, what's what's the what's really what are you gaining by having a physical footprint? If you weren't doing, if you weren't getting that physical footprint already with your own Microsoft stores, because it's a different, like it's a gaming store, and so you're getting you're getting a different, you're getting a clientele that's there just for gaming, though. Unlike Microsoft, where it's like it was a Microsoft store that had Xbox setups in the corner. Um, but I, I think that if you if you're going digital, though, it, it might only be like a three year plan, though. If you're going digital, and that's your main push. But you're not seeing just by you doing promotion online or when people sign the Xbox, you're not getting that. But being having a partnership with a retailer to push your Xbox Game Pass at every store and like really push that, then I, I think there's value in that and they see value in that. Um, like if you walk that's, into a GameStop and yeah, they're they're pushing Game Pass, like. I don't. I don't know why GameStop would do it because you're essentially like they're losing money. But if they're gaining money because they're partnered with Microsoft, then it might just be like, yeah, it might just be the balance or it might offset each other. So. Yeah, I, I maybe think that's what it is. I think they're they're experimenting with this. Uh, I think GameStop might benefit more from this than Microsoft. Microsoft is literally just moving their stores, like Enforcer uh, TVB said. They've closed those Microsoft stores down, so they're just basically moving that into GameStop, um, where GameStop is taking advantage of that because I'm sure Microsoft is giving them money, so it's keeping them alive. Uh, like Enforcer TVB says, uh, it's helping LameStop uh, for a short term. Short term. Um, but again, if this works out, I remember the days where the Xbox 360 used to be the dominant console when it came to esports. And that died out after the next gen because the PlayStation 4 became the dominant console. If somehow Xbox can do that in these GameStop stores, that would be huge. Uh, so, I, I again, 
uh, Microsoft keeps surprising me. These uh, last few moves they've been doing have been, in my opinion, really good. And I think this one's a really good move for both GameStop and Microsoft, uh, where GameStop benefits more. Well, I think in the short term, but I think it's also to, again, it goes back to the thing where Microsoft might just be using GameStop. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yes. going to kick them to the curb once they like, we're done with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I I'm sure GameStop is very much aware of that, though. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, oh, they can't, what, what, they, what can they do? <laughs> like, it's, just, it's so, it's so infuriating. I think it's also just because GameStop, it's, just, it's such, I have such a strong love hate relationship with them. It, but why do you just, care? <laughs> I, I care because I do utilize them, but I, I, also care because uh they keep hanging around like a bad like a bad penny it's like just because i think also biggest thing because again the way they treat their employees i think it's really shitty the way that they really and also to their customers too like with the whole trade thing it's like they're selling trade games for five dollars yet less than the game so they're making so much money off of margins that, that they're pushing these these use titles so much and they're still struggling it's like how are you guys like making such a profit off of use titles that they're not paying any of the money back to the developer or the publisher and then turn around and just like still make it a horrible experience for the guests and for the employee like every time you walk into a GameStop it's such it, it feels like it, it's painful you know it's it's just there's there's never any sense of like <laughs> let's put it this way when I have to decide it's like oh I gotta go to GameStop do I really really want a GameStop I'm never happy or excited about going to GameStop whoever says I have to go to GameStop <laughs> <laughs> the people that Microsoft is apparently wishing that they would, they would get right yeah. who is, and that's the question who is going into the GameStop I mean. I, I, I could sit there and say, like, based off of location, based off of its lower income, going like lower income households are going using GameStop. Yeah. Because they're buying the the, the pre-played game. That, that's as exactly, long as, as that's long why as that's why offer. GameStop. Yeah, that's why if you look at locations on where GameStops are mostly located outside of like malls, um, they're in lower income areas because. And that's the demographic they want for all like the pass, all access. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the only demographic they currently have right now that they need to keep engaged. I mean, it's a demographic wow. that makes up, like, what, 70%, 80% of the U.S.? <laughs> like, low income? I mean... I gotta quote that in Forces TVB. Remember when we used to say, let's go to GameStop? Pepper Farge, Pe- Pepperidge Farm remembers. That's That's clever. Um. <laughs> I mean, I remember GameStop because I I used to go. It was GameStop, and what was the other one? It was um, EB, EB Games. Games. Oh, yeah, GameStop like, bought out. Yeah, they they get bought out, but they used to be where um, what's up, Tim Preston? Hey, it's been a while. It has been a while. Thank you. But GameStop used to be. Uh, I I used to enjoy going to GameStop. Like I bought World of Warcraft for the first time. I bought like the first three expansions from a GameStop. Um, I mean. Back in the day, that was the place before you can buy everything digital. Now I just don't want to ever buy anything not digital. I'm just I'm just angry because again, game GameStop could have been so much better, so much bigger. 
but, but the way they do business is just so it's it's not it's not customer service. They don't care about the customer. They don't correction. make it a correction. Yes, corporation definitely does not care about the customer and they don't care about them their employees. I'll definitely tell you that. But you have the staff that are in that they're in stores and like you mentioned, they're knowledgeable. They treat the customer with respect. They're the ones getting screwed. When you walk into oh, a yeah. GameStop, if you're getting bombarded with, you know, reserve this, uh, get the Game Informer magazine, here's a car that'll give you 10% off. Like you said, they're being forced. Yeah. Forced. That's why I don't put it on them. Like, I don't, I give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't, I don't take it out on them because they're just, you know, like you said, they're just trying to, to, to do what they can under the conditions that they're under. It's just I it's buy so game. crappy that GameStop has continued to operate like this, and they are still around. Like, and now they've just been handed a lifeline. I, but I don't even think, though, even if they were operating magnificently, they probably still would be in financial ruin right now. And like, because it, it's just the, the way the market shifted. Like, they they would still be hard up because a lot of people are buying digital, a lot of people are going on Amazon, a lot of people are doing like. So I, I don't even think that they they could even if they ran them like ran the company better it would I think they'd still be in a tough spot right now. Well, they'd be in a tough spot right now, yeah, for sure. But I think they would have been in better better position to weather the storm. And I think the key that you guys mentioned earlier, they they really could have done a lot more like live events, live tournaments, just just stuff that they just didn't. They could have really been a pioneer on that. They failed to take advantage of that. And I think that's, they could have come to find out, you know, to think about it, they could have been a leader in the esports arena. 100%. They could have spearheaded that, that they could have been a real player in it. They could have been people, the company that was sponsoring other teams and other events, but they just got stuck with this stupid short term. I mean, how much money can we make every fucking quarter? And didn't they sponsor Wizard World Tournament? Wasn't there like a GameStop? Didn't we do like GameStop tournaments? Uh, I reached out. About to like legitimate stuff. I, I I reached out to the GameStop. Yo, <laughs> no. uh, I I made that. We were there. It was legitimate. Okay, it wasn't sponsored by GameStop by any means. If anything, Wizard World did this for GameStop. I reached out to GameStops in Louisiana, where I had, I believe, six stores. Oh yeah, because it was a six store. Yeah, yeah it was I local. had six stores yeah. run tournaments, and I said each winner for that store is going to come to our show and have a grand finals and it was cool and they brought gifts uh i even remember uh, the employee i work with her name's lily i'm not giving the last name uh she was fantastic she helped me organize everything so again that's the employees doing the yeah. work it's not the corporation it's not the, the higher-ups yeah. it's not the regional manager maybe the regional manager said okay let's do it but still it's the employees that care and the reason they want to work for GameStop is because they're gamers to begin with. Yeah. And they love what they do. And they think, I'm a gamer, and, and selling games sounds fun. Let me do it. But then that's when they get sucked into the corporate side of things and realize, God, this is not fun. Yeah. And GameStop is very well known for being one of the worst places to work at. I mean, it's been on that list for a very long time. And I worked there, and I had a blast. I loved when I worked at GameStop, but the reason I loved it was because of my staff and the the customers that we got. And a lot of the times, I really didn't follow the rules at GameStop. I kind of did my own thing. And because we did our own thing at that store, that store was successful to the point where they couldn't tell me anything. Yeah, because your numbers backed exactly. up. Exactly. So they couldn't say shit. 
but that's the problem. It's like if your numbers don't back up due to whatever circumstances you're dealing with, then yeah, the hellfire is going to rain on you. And that's what's sad. It's a gaming, like you said, it's a gaming store. It shouldn't be like it should be fucking amazing to yeah. work at a game store. And it was like you were saying, like when I worked there, I used to work to like <laughs> software. So when it was software, etc. Oh, software, etc. That was the other one. Yeah. Fortress TVB is on a row. Never go to a steakhouse if you want to enjoy a steak. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> a slaughterhouse. Yeah. A slaughterhouse. Never go to a slaughterhouse if you want to enjoy the steak. Which is, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect analogy for GameStop right there. Go buy the games, but just don't work there. <laughs> I feel left out. I never worked at a video game store. <laughs> oh. I worked at a Suncoast, coast to coast. Remember those? Oh, yeah. In the mall? Yeah. yeah. I love Suncoast, man. I used to go there and buy my action figures. Yeah, yeah. I used to. I, I worked there. Yeah. Good time. All right. Any more um, Any more tech news? I'm going to turn the Nessex segment over to Anthony. Well, it'll be very quick because obviously nobody wants to hear me drone on about tech. No, but it's Tony's Tech Corner. We need to have a little graphic <laughs> up here. Now it's Tony's Tech Corner? Damn it. Now it's Tony's Tech Corner and I'm going to... It was really funny too because they released it. It was so Japanese. He, it's just racist. It's, what? <laughs> Japanese. Well, explain like, what you're talking about first. What well, about lucky you. Jensen. So they're talking about the PlayStation Five uh, disassemble, take take down, not take down, but what do they what do they call it? Um, tear down. Yeah, the tear down video for the PlayStation Five, and it was official from Sony. Yeah, and it was the uh, essentially the engineer. Uh, it was the VP of engineer from Sony who essentially helped design the whole thing. Sat there literally just, it was a video of him just tearing it apart. He said, this is, this is the components. This is the, so it was very interesting because let's just say there was a lot of plastic. Look at the size <laughs> so of that huge. thing. Like, but yeah, the heat. So that's the heat goodness. sink. So that, that is what, that's why I think was one of the biggest reasons why it, they they may have had a hard time releasing information earlier is because that system is generating so much heat that they are trying to find the most efficient way to cool it. And even like the, it's either the GPU or the CPU that has the liquid metal. Yeah, look at that yeah. right there. So it actually, so it can help, you know, hold heat away from the chip so it won't burn up in a, in a so you're essentially so your your system won't turn on fire jesus oh okay it's just so <laughs> massive it, it's funny to see like this and then i watch the iphone 12 or apple's debut today with the iphone yeah. 12 and it's like so much power in your hand and then you have the ps5 so much power in this giant box. Well, and that's what's incredible to think about it because they you have to think about it too, like why it's such an engineering marvel is that for these components to function the way they, they do, because also too, like they're putting so many transistors, they're putting billions of transistors now into a chip that's like less less than a finger way. Sorry, so, tweakers will come by and strip. It's you. insane. <laughs> 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 what did what it say? Uh, Enforcer Steve. <laughs> Careful, the tweakers will come by and strip your PS4 or 5 for uh, copper. Oh, true. <laughs> Dude, I'm, just, I'm, I'm curious to see, like, like it, it has me. Yeah, like anybody that's like physically picking up 
or like I'm curious how many Amazon boxes, how many Target boxes go missing from people's doors. Like on the day that it comes out, like say that, you man. better Don't be say that. No, I'm th- you better be like glued to your <laughs> front door waiting for the PS5 to show up. I can't imagine. Like they'll probably take the Xbox because they're hoping it's PS5 and they just grab in the box and <laughs> return it. <laughs> It's you massive. get home and that box is missing from your porch. You're so bummed. And then the next day it's right back because it's an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> We're like trashing the Xbox, but it could be really cool too, guys. I, I'm i not even trashing it. I, I All the cool Xbox. stuff that Xbox is doing is outside of the Series X. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really, I'm, I'm really worried though, like how warm it's going to get. See, now I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned with that too because... Looking at how big this thing is, I don't have space for this monster. And if I do, what, it's going to be packed in that little space. Yeah. And it's not even a little space. It just happens to be because of the size of this monster. You literally can't put it in, like... That's what she said. I guess you could put it sideways in, like, your, like, my TV, like, cabinet thing. But... If you do, I, I, I recommend, and I used to do this with, with my PlayStations, um... I would have like a little fan and I would point it directly at them and I would literally just, it would be like continuous every time I was using the system because that would help dissipate a lot of heat. I mean, obviously a lot of the heat is getting transferred out and also to the way they designed the, the vent and it's supposed, they said it's supposed to run like quiet too. Like I don't understand how it's going to, but it's, it's definitely, I think it's going to feel very quiet like a lawnmower. But I almost feel like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to put it in because I'm so terrified of it overheating. I don't want yeah. to put it in, a, in, in a case. See, I have to because I have no place to put it. So yeah, I'm going like, to try to get a little fan. And I'm going to like have that on blast like continuously every time I'm using it. This was my big concern: is uh, we're going into the realm where consoles are now becoming these monster PCs, and they're like not PC, longer yeah. they're they're no longer part of your home entertainment. They're not part of your desk. And I'm not very happy with that because I like my home entertainment and I like that everything fits where it's supposed to fit. But now I'm running the concern of I'm happy that the PlayStation 5 does lay flat, but is it going to fit where I need it to fit? And now you have the Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S where I have yet to see any of them laying flat. They're all standing up. Yeah, they're all standing up. So that's a big concern for me. I don't think I'd be able to buy something like that. It is actually true too because it literally is just the size of a desktop. Like it looks like an Alienware desktop. Quite like the PS4. That's just as loud as a lawnmower. <laughs> well, this like, one will be a lot, a lot quieter. Yeah, it's just so massive. That's yeah, it's, it's ginormous. Yeah. I may have to break it down and remove the casing just to make it fit better. <laughs> oh man, what a mess! Well, what's interesting too is you see the slot. For the uh, where you can put your own SSD hard drive? No, because it's crazy. The SSD is on; it's on the motherboard, but the expansion is actually inside. There was a little, there was a little um, crevice on the first pop that he came off, and I think he took the the, the innards out. And there's an actual slot where you would actually put in the SSD if you wanted to expand it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we're only a few weeks. Holy shit, we're a few weeks away. Yeah, we're like three weeks away, right? A month away? No, it's a little over three weeks away from. 
yeah, we're we're officially a month away. Yeah, November November twelfth. Yeah, I started seeing people getting them too. Like you have all like the the quote unquote influencers yeah. that are like getting the Xbox. That's such like, bullshit, man. Like, because yeah. there there's has there's some embargo on it, right? So it's not it's not like you're you're. What, what, I just, I don't get yeah, point. they're not streaming it or anything. Yeah, they're if like, like if somebody photos. can't, if they can't, why are you giving it to influencers if they're not going to be able to talk about it? So they want share. you to be able to take a photo of it. Yeah, they just want you to. Post so they're letting it. them take photos and stuff like that. They're not, but they're not. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any like gameplay of it. I'm sure like the week before it comes out, it's every like major Twitch person, every major um, YouTube person is going to have theirs, and they're allowed to stream them. So, um, get it. This is so stupid. I like how we're going from uh, tech with Tony to Tony's tantrums. Makes <laughs> 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 me so angry, man. I just, I, I you know, you know, you, you know I don't, what you can I don't do. get the cancellation. As long as I don't oh. get the cancellation, I'll be fine. You know what you can do? You could start streaming on this channel, and then you could try to be an influencer. <laughs> and the next time you can get the PS6. I might, I might just go. do that. I might because yeah. I'm. I, I was thinking about getting that camera. The camera's what, like sixty bucks. Oh, Jesus. yeah, yeah. It... And then um, they've got the new share feature, so it's supposed to be a big thing on the PlayStation Five. Oh, and they released details on backwards compatibility. Oh, the ninety ninety eight percent or ninety nine percent PS four games, yeah. And they also cleared up how the upgrade will work. So between if you had the disc version or the digital edition. So See, I'm glad they put up. that out because I was right. That's why I went with the disc, uh, disc version because I didn't start buying digital until the start of the pandemic. Yeah. So, so your games wouldn't transfer over exactly. because your digital, you don't have a digital copy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Enforcer Steve said we should do an unboxing live. Who wants to do it? We're all getting one. Right? As of right now, we all have one coming on the... Open. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I'm trying to <laughs> As think. As of right now, I haven't heard otherwise. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it. That could be cool. Yeah, we'll think about it. Anyway. Yeah, and we also, too, is like trying to figure out how where we're going to put it. Like, I got no Oh, that's, that's the interesting like, thing. That is something that I'll be down places. the stream. <laughs> We should stream oh. that and uh, let's. Everyone's gonna be focusing on how awesome the PlayStation Five looks, and you know they're they're just gonna be unboxing it. I think we should have a stream specifically focused on where am I gonna fit this piece? Where? <laughs> okay, this is what you've done how to us, Sony. Yes, how hot is I it getting? Actually, I might actually have to put the put it in the office. Like I don't think Light. Tasha. It's, yeah, I don't think we could put it out. It looks enormous. Yeah, and I don't think Tasha would want me to put it next to it because she's gonna be like, "No, no, I'm not gonna see that thing every day." <laughs> Hold on, I need to actually get up and I need to go get something for Tasha because she doesn't want to come through the door, but she's asking me to slide something underneath it. <laughs> so I wish we had a you... please pause music. Yeah, continue talking. You... I could still talk. Oh. What did you think of? Did it seem like some of the plastic seemed really cheap, kind of flimsy when he was taking it yes. off? Yes. Wasn't that kind of surprising? Yes, I was a little thrown off with how easy it was coming off and, yeah, how thin and how flimsy it was. 
I was like, man, uh, it kind of looks like a cheap-ass shed. <laughs> and I think that's kind of also too interesting, the pricing. Like, because when you, Mark, Mark, you had mentioned about they are essentially becoming, <laughs> what did he say? What's that? 3D printer, printer baby. <laughs> yeah, that's that, yeah. But I mean, you have to think about it. it's like even though it's it's using technology now that's like up up to a, like a high grade PC, they are still trying to keep it affordable. So it makes sense why it's not like an Apple product because you know with the gorgeous yeah. stainless steel and the ceramic. You know, bags. They should. What they should do is make a smaller version and just make it more expensive, and you'll have the Apple people. Apple <laughs> that people will buy <laughs> that will buy the smaller version of the PS5 just so because it fits and it's nice, but it has all the more expensive parts in it. Yeah, but it, let's 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 be honest. The, the Apple chips are not running the type of. Well, I don't know, man. That that Apple, that new that camera looks really good on the new. Yeah, iPhone. but it's not it's not generating the amount of heat that these consoles are generating. Oh yeah, yeah. In no. terms of like I'll, I'll what the processors and the GPUs are doing. Yeah. Um, Especially right. the GPU. That's where is a lot that, of that, heat's coming from. Is that all PS5 Slim? That they should. Yeah, no, I, 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 like, that's like, like in like two, two years. years. Yeah, a year or two. Yeah, later. Not a year or two. It'll be a couple years. Yeah. It didn't take oh. the PlayStation Four Slim long to come out. Yeah, but we're still within the pandemic, so it's going to take a while to like for prices and manufacturing to simmer down. Simmer down, man. Um, anything else you want to say on this topic before we move on? No. All right. Moving on. How much, <laughs> the last thing. How that... much, do you know how much juice the thing is pulling? That's a question oh, the, from Unfortunate like, CVB. The wattage. Not off the top of my head, but. I think it's posted now. I gotta imagine it's gonna be cranking. But they're saying it's gonna be quiet. I mean. Jeez. PlayStation. PlayStation's power unit is rated at 350 watts. I don't know what that actually means. It's a bit sounds like a big number. <laughs> I don't I don't know like what that is actually. In, in, in that's a lot. That's judging a by lot. Enforcer Steve's fuck. That that is a good question. Though. I wonder what the what the power supply looks like. Is it a big old brick like the Xbox One? It probably is. Yeah, I'd imagine. Man, I mean, it probably has to be because I think he pulled out the power you like unit in the system, and it's. It's it's huge as well. Like you're not going to be able, like some households can't even run their microwaves at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like who used the toaster? Like no one opened the fridge door. It's going to be disconnected. going to be no power to the fridge for the next two hours. Either you're playing PlayStation Five or you're running the AC. Pick one, buddy. Um. Oh, that's a tough one. Anyhow. All right, moving on. The last thing I want to bring up, because I thought it was funny because we talked about it the other day. It's not really funny. It's actually sad. But um, <laughs> What? How did you go from funny to sad? Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny. It's sad, but... Well, I mean, it's, it's funny because we it was when we 
we had the conversation about D23 postponing till oh. uh, 2021, but LA Comic Con was still happening somehow in December. They were announcing that we're still happening in social distance in December. And so we're like, how is that even happening? Like, what, what, what? And we had the full discussion about it. Um, it was just announced today that they're postponing until 2021. And it's funny in the sense that we all knew it was coming. Like, it's sad that it happened, but it's kind of like, why would you plan on something knowing that that's not going to, like, they kind of did it to themselves to go out there and well, say we're still happening and then canceling. So that's what I'm saying. It's funny, but it's sad because obviously it's sad it's not happening and like people's jobs, that type of stuff. But it's funny because we all knew that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was it. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was funny. Yeah, I think they were just trying to like maybe overly optimistic, thinking that this thing wasn't as serious or that it was just kind of blow over like, but we, we, the summer. We don't know I, I, why they canceled, right? They didn't mention that. They just said that it got canceled. Yeah. Now, it right. could have been yeah. for multiple things. It could have been because of the pandemic, because of the state we're, the stage we're in here in California. Um, it could be because maybe ticket sales were shitty. I mean, what was the yeah. real? I mean, they're, they're still far enough out that ticket sales. It could be just like vendor stuff. No one's hey, vendor. That could be yeah, there could be a lot of things. But I, I feel like, you know, like overly optimistic was three or four months ago. Like that could be your excuse. Like, oh, I'm going to be like, let's plan on it. We could do this in October. And they're like, oh, it's going to be overly optimistic. But by now, like with the way things are going, there should be like no optimism that this is not going to end until like mid 2021. Like we're going to be stuck inside. I mean, not really like people are still going out and stuff, but, um, but like it's not nothing's going back to normal till like the end of next year. Like I don't I don't think people should be overly optimistic about anything anymore. Maybe that's overly pessimistic for me. But, but it's just just not going like in any direction that needs to be going in order for people to think optimistically. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. Uh I'm glad it's not happening because I think a lot of bad could have happened from that. That one yeah. event, so super spreader event. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was more surprised that they were still trying to push it. Yeah. And they announced that oh we're just we're moving it from September to December. December. So, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyways, speaking of COVID and speaking of um, moving on to our topic of the day. So overly optimistic people would have thought that. It's October and it's Halloween. I told you. I told you I'd do it. Um, <laughs> this guy. Oh, were you on it? Did you do it, Caesar? No. Oh. oh. Bummer, man. That was the whole point of it. Oh, was it? I don't know. Wait, right, now he's gonna. Now he's gonna do it again. No, no, it's gone. It's, uh, it's already gone. That that wasn't but, that wasn't on the runner show. <laughs> no. Well, this is our first. Okay, so anyway, this is our first episode. Obviously, it's October. Um, Halloween is coming up. Um, and I'm uh, I'm a I'm a f- huge fan of Halloween. Uh, funny because I don't watch scary movies too much. Um, but I I love Halloween. So like over optimistically, like three months ago, four months ago, I was thinking like, oh, by the Halloween time, if I'm optimistic. But I was never really optimistic. Um, 
Like, <laughs> I wonder what everybody's going to be doing for Halloween. And now we're in Halloween season and we're in the middle of a pandemic. And um, so uh, starting from now until the end of Halloween, all of our topics, except for maybe headlines, are going to be geared towards Halloween. So I just want to have a, a, a normal convert, like a, just a general conversation to kick this off month of halloween off about halloween in general and like what you guys do for halloween um what you enjoy watching enjoy playing um any traditions uh anything at all halloween related so that's what i want to do that's a really weird transition i'm sorry It's not how I, I have an intention of doing. Well, well, you can start, Mark. Like, how is it since, obviously, too, you have a child. So for you, like, it, I don't go out and trick-or-treat. But for you, that's a big part, right? Well, yeah, no, years. it's, yeah, trick-or-treating. And it's actually now, like, last year started, really started thin on his um, just really appreciating Halloween. Um, he's obsessed with Halloween. Like, he he obviously he loves costumes. He has like a million different costumes that he that's year round though. Like costume thing is just <laughs> every day. Um, but yeah, it's it's different in the sense that obviously we can't go trick or treating, but he still wants to do Halloween stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I think we've like kind of shifted towards like decorating and decorating the house and um like he said pumpkins yes tim preston pumpkins um we're, we're actually doing pumpkins this weekend because tosh is going out of town so it's just been an eye this weekend and uh so we have pumpkins that we're going to be carving um and it's it's yeah it's going to be weird come halloween like i want to give like we we live in a really big neighborhood that um that like we went through over 1200 pieces of candy last year like Jeez. like bags we like the first year we moved into this house um we were told that it's a good neighborhood for trick-or-treating so we're like okay we're gonna buy 600 pieces i think it was like 600 pieces of candy we were at i took finn out trick-or-treating um because i remember i came home from blizzcon because it was his first halloween we were going trick-or-treating and it was blizzcon so i rushed home from blizzcon and i got him dressed and I didn't want to be the first one out. So I was like, okay, we'll wait till the first, um, first people, uh, come to the door and then we'll kind of follow them out. And so we're waiting and waiting. It was like six o'clock. No one came out like six 30. We had to have a, a knock on the door. And so then finally around like six 35, six 40, someone knocked on the door and we're like, okay, we're good. But it was really slow. So we walked out and it was really slow. And so we started trick or treating, but by like seven o'clock, it was just like, like cars started coming up and dropping like vans, like loads of kids <laughs> getting out. And so Finn at that time was young. So he only wanted to like walk one side of the street. Yeah. And then we came back and I was going to help toss you trick or treat. And it just like our 600 pieces of candy were gone in like an hour, hour and a half top. Like gone by like oh, not even eight o'clock. We were out. We had to run to the store twice. To pick up more candy. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, and at the time we were like giving out like, like you were just taking what you can get. Like it was, <laughs> it was like crappy, like candy corn and <laughs> cause everything was out. And it was, it, it was, it, I, I was super like impressed with the amount of like kids. And Finn had a field day like handing out candy and like yelling at the costumes that were coming up. And then next, last year, um, we, we planned ahead and we got 1200 pieces of candy. 
and we went through it all to the point where like I had to wait for a, a break and then we had I had to go like go go Tasha go go inside so we could kill the lights run inside so we didn't because we didn't want to run out of candy and not give candy so we had to end with a little candy left um so like we can get any straggler but yeah we ran through 1200 pieces of candy like Jeez. no problem so we're not going to have that this year so it's going to be interesting. well i hope not <laughs> um but i i do notice that a lot of people are like houses are being more decorated than they were in the past mm. like i i think people are just like, like you know, when the pandemic started, like everybody was like, kids were writing in chalk. You always saw like, like everybody was out in chalk, and like there was like these things, like these hunting for bears and stuff like that, where people would put bears in the windows, and so kids can like hunt for bears and they go for mm. walks and stuff like that. Um, it was like a big thing in Long Beach, and uh, I, I think that people kind of got that in their head that like you know what we can't like kids aren't going to be able to trick or treat, so let's like decorate our houses so at least almost like christmas like right like mm. have them go around um but yeah so it's, it's gonna be interesting we have we're doing decorating um we already got most of the house decorated uh outside too um and yeah but it's just weird it's like you're in the middle of a pandemic right you're yeah. like a deadly virus this is like kind of like this is what like halloween movies are based around <laughs> like scary movies yeah like uh like, I always bring up, like, 28 Days Later. This is, like, kind of, like, really as close as we can get to 28 Days Later without people, like, killing each other and, like, going to murderous rages. <laughs> I mean, we're not too far off, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a different type <laughs> of virus. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I always like 28 Days Later just because it was, it wasn't, like, your normal zombie virus. It was, yeah. like, uh, a, just a general virus that just made people crazy. So, it wasn't, like, people were coming back from the dead um they were just crazy so um, caesar did you do any like traditions or like was parties like oh i just noticed the graphics thing? sorry <laughs> oh those uh, are cool man i i uh, mostly just uh we i definitely did a lot of trick-or-treating growing up uh, i definitely did that that was my favorite part of it as a kid uh the thing i hated about it was that my mom always forced me to dress up and when mm. I say force me, like legit, she always picked out the costume. Oof. I did not want to dress up to begin with, but she picked out the costume and she made me wear it. She made me take it to school. Um, I hated that part growing up. That's probably why I don't really dress up nowadays. Um, I definitely don't like to paint my face. And it's probably because my mom forced me to do that as a kid. Uh, but as a kid, uh, my favorite part was going trick-or-treating. So... Definitely love that. Uh, and it wasn't until after high school that I started the whole parties. Um, so I do enjoy going to Halloween parties, but again, I don't dress up. And if you're forcing me to dress up, chances are I'm not going to be there because it's a deal breaker. <laughs> That's like for the me. weirdest thing in the world. I just, I can't dress up, man. I'm sorry. I just, I'm not a so big fan. traumatized, of man, from the childhood. And, like, and, and you don't no, want to. Yes, like... that's what it is. And, and if Even I do if dress up. You go to a Halloween party and doesn't dress up, though. You're like that weird dude kid in the corner. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't like it. If I do dress up, then it's going to be a mask. But the one thing that's a major deal breaker for me is I cannot paint my face. No makeup, no no paint near my face whatsoever. But yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, I'm, I'm the I'm the guy at the Halloween party. Is like, uh, you know, I keep, cool. go, I, keep, I, supposed I, to be? I keep getting older, but they all stay the same age. That's me at the Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boost either. 
Actually, Tim Preston from Australia said that he, that's actually that's cool. Um, so they, yeah, I guess I never really thought. Like, I actually never really thought is Halloween like as big of a global holiday as it is in the I U.S. I don't think it is. I remember spending yeah, one he, Halloween. I want to say I was somewhere in Europe, and it was nothing. Yeah, it was nothing, or it might have been Canada. Completely, I mean, far off, but I don't remember where I was. But I remember spending a Halloween somewhere where there was really nothing going on. So yeah, huh? I I actually never really thought about that. You always like hear about like all, other holidays, obviously, like that are just like like Christmas, obviously, is like global, and there's ones that are just like specific for like U.S. But yeah, I never really really thought about Halloween. Um, it's always been one of my favorite holidays, though. Uh, I, mean, uh, I, will, I will say this, though. I will say this about my traditions. Uh, growing up, as much as I hated what my mom was forcing me to dress up as, as kids, we definitely have different mentalities. Yeah. Every year when my mom forced me to dress up, thinking back now, she picked a lot of cool fucking shit. <laughs> like, what type of costume? Okay. Um, growing up, uh, I used to watch a Spanish uh, TV show. I don't know if you guys heard of Chespirito. No. El Chavo del Ocho, uh, for those of you that might know. Um, very, very popular in the, um, in the Latin community. Very, very popular. And she dressed me up like a lot of those characters. Chespirito, I used to be... Uh, she dressed me up one year as El Chavo del Ocho, one year as uh, El Chavo in Colorado. Uh, so anyone that actually watched that growing up, huge now. Huge. Like, I see shirts of them now. They actually have a, a, a cartoon of it now. I don't know how popular that is, but it used to be... Um, a, a live TV show when I was growing up, and now there's an animation show of it. So it's big, and she picked a lot of cool shit, man. So I'm proud. My mom is dope. Uh, she dressed me up as cool characters back then that I personally hated, but now I love. She bought me a lot of amazing uh, Super Nintendo Nintendo games that she picked based on the the cover art. My mom is fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you, Anthony, what do you what do you got going on? Well, uh. Our, our household, when I was growing up, unfortunately did not celebrate holidays, so I didn't have any sort of traditional traditions. A lot of my traditions obviously come now from my wife and from um, her family. Um, but one of the really big, cool things is there, where my father-in-law lives, they essentially, it's like a block party. Like the entire street, just everybody comes out, they party everyone raises the garage doors open nice. passing out candy my father-in-law goes nuts like he builds essentially he converts the garage into like this haunted house yeah. and last year he had this incredible um it's like a zombie on the ceiling that was like had um hydraulics and like literally like moved and like screamed like when people would walk by <laughs> like incredible stuff so that's kind of the tradition usually we'll go over and you know uh either samantha or um my sister-in-law they'll make like a big soup you know holiday fall soup there's a lot of like you know, obviously drinks and snacks and it's essentially just a big big ass party um, are they next. doing it this year? Obviously, maybe it's a social distancing party where everybody stays in their garage. And they yeah, don't I don't know for sure if it's like yeah, if there actually will be people walking through, um, or if it'll be a lot chiller this year. Actually, yeah. I have to I have to ask. But yeah, because last year, uh, last year I think yeah, I think we went. 
Um, but yeah, it's just crazy because like the whole street, people are, you know, it's costumed kids. It's just, it's filled. It's just like a huge, huge deal. So that, that has tended to be the tradition, tradition. Uh, previous years we've done like, I think I've only done it once. Um, pump, the pumping carbine, you know, the night before yeah. while, you know, watching Hocus Pocus or you know, some, some, uh, I, that's their favorite. Hocus Pocus is their favorite <laughs> Halloween film. I feel like it's a lot of people's favorite yeah. movies. If you had yeah. to pick like a top five, it'd be on like, obviously there's a lot of scary, like people like love horror movies, but I feel like Hocus Pocus is kind of like this cult classic. Yeah. Oh. Well, and it just—I just read today that it passed *Empire Strikes Back* for oh, the theatrical yeah, yeah, release yeah. this year because they re-released it. Oh, really? Oh, in yeah. theaters, like in drive-throughs and stuff, and whatever theaters were open, and it surpassed *Empire Strikes Back* now. For oh, the, that's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. No, like growing up, we like we our family was always big in Halloween. We have the like my we would do the um. Like carports, if you're not, if you're from Arizona, you know what a carport is. You don't have a garage, you have a carport. What's so the essentially difference? a garage. It has no walls on the sides. It's yeah. Just, uh, it's just on a, it to keep the room. sun out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep the sun from hitting your car. So, um. Is there a reason for but, that? Uh, just cause it's so hot that you don't, like a garage would just get so, like, hot inside in Arizona when you're in like a hundred something degree weather. Um, but, um, yeah, we used to, he used to be like, Every year is haunted houses. Like neighborhood, like uh, a couple of uh, our, our neighbors, um, their dads, they'd come over and they convert our carpool, like our carport, into a haunted house. And uh, yeah, so I've always been in a like Halloween. But one of the first jobs I had when I moved out to Canada. Yeah, wasn't it Universal? Yeah, and when I moved to LA is uh, when I when I left Comic Con and I moved up to LA to be with Tasha. Uh, Hey, Tim Preston out of carport is good. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Some people argue with me and they're like, they don't understand it. And I'm like, it just makes sense. <laughs> like, I don't understand how you don't. It's a garage, garage without, without the walls. The walls. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get it. It's a canopy. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially a canopy. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> it wasn't a thought out plan. Yeah. So um, when I first moved out here, uh, when I first moved up to Los Angeles, uh, I was looking for work, and uh, I got a job for Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. And I, it, to this day, it's still one of the funny, funnest like jobs I've had. Um, That's awesome. I got to, uh, um, I got to be uh, since I was so tall because I'm like six five, so I got to be Jason and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. So, yeah, so I was part of the Jason maze, and I was in the room where I would, um, essentially, I was Jason, and I had a giant pole, and I stabbed the lovers in the bed, and so there was two people that were about to, or having sex, and I stabbed them, and so what I do is, like, I, I crank it, like, I get gun and people walk through, and then I, like, scare them, or, like, jolt it, and jump after them, um, and it was, like, super cool, because uh, in that one, um, was it Steven Spielberg? I can't remember. Um, God, it was funny, wasn't it? Somebody, oh, want, a, a director came in and cool. he essentially sat in the corner of the different rooms and watched how the actors like scared people. Um, and so I had, I want to, God, I'm killing me. I want to say it's uh, Steven Spielberg. It was a really big name director, but he essentially was watching from a corner 
as like and watching people as they interact with like fans and like guests and stuff like that. Um, and then I was also part for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I did two mazes. I was in the um, just the general like indoor maze, and I was in the flap room where I had a uh, actress in a cage, um, in like a nude suit, like screaming, "Help me!" And there were like these skin flaps coming down on the walls, and I was kind of hidden behind skin flaps. And I had like an old sewing machine that you just crank with your foot, and I have like this skin. And so when people come through, you slam your like hands down and you get up and you just burst through the skin flap. <laughs> like I had I had people take guys like take swings at me because I scared their girlfriends or get like super upset because I scared them. Um security you had to your job? Yeah, yeah. Jesus like security Christ. had to get called. Um it, oh, so much fun. And then the last <laughs> one was um I did the uh the outdoor maze with check and I got to use uh chainsaws without the uh chain. So all you do is like you hide behind like these wooden like flats and stuff and you just like crank your thing and get it like going and like <laughs> revving when people start walking by and you just burst out and like you swipe at their feet and you do all this stuff. Um, it was so cool. Uh, That's yeah, awesome. I still, like I, yeah, I lost two of my big toes because the, the boots they put me in were too, uh, too big. So my foot was sliding. So my the toenails on my big toe came on both of them came out. Ooh, man. <laughs> what? Um, but it was worth it, man. It was really fun. It was, uh, yeah, I have pictures up on my MySpace account, I think. <laughs> MySpace? <laughs> it's still around, man. <laughs> you can still go to it. Is Tom still around? Really? No, Tom, I think, retired. And <laughs> or something like that. But MySpace is still around. Yeah, you can go to MySpace.com. I thought it was a music like, app now. But... It, yeah, it's a music thing, but they have all the old profiles. Oh, sure. Because um, remember how no one could ever really delete their MySpace profile? Yeah. So nothing's yeah. ever really deleted. And uh-huh. I found it, and I got, I, I managed to find my password, or uh, got it re-started. Like, and so I have, like, pictures of it. It's pretty fun. Speaking of amazing mazes, wasn't somebody just going through a car? Yeah. A car maze? Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, tell you, oh, man. Oh. It's not the same. I'll tell you right now, because that was also tradition. Uh, again, right out of high school, I, I feel like I used to go to Knott's Scary Farm almost every year. Um, mm-hmm. So I hit up like Knott's Scary Farm or uh, Six Flags Fright Fest. Uh, I've never been to Universal, and that's to this day, it, it you know, it, it bugs me that I've never been there because I heard so many great things about it. But it was always either sold out or I got to a point where these places were getting just too packed to the point where yeah. they probably had like 15 mazes and you only hit two. All night. Yeah, I mean, so it, it got it yeah, got annoying. Pretty crazy. It got annoying, but yeah, like I try to keep that tradition alive and try to go to other places like uh, uh, the Queen Mary when they do it. Yeah. Uh, that's actually where I met Lonnie. So I met Lonnie at the Queen Mary uh, at the, that Halloween thing that they do. But I heard it's not very good. But that's nice. That you oh, really? Memory. Yeah, I mean, oh. I, I just heard from Brittany. Brittany just told me that it wasn't It's very not great. that great. The, oh. only, the only thing I really liked about it is that there is a maze where they take you through the Queen Mary and they take you through the pool area, which is supposedly really haunted. You've seen the videos. If not, yeah, yeah. check them out. So that's the only thing that I was really excited about was going through that because I've never been to the Queen Mary or that part of the Queen Mary. And being there with the lights off, that's the first time I've ever walked through a maze where I was like, oh, I was excited because I kind of go looking for that kind of stuff because I'm a non-believer. I'm a skeptic. But this year, uh, completely different, <laughs> talking about Halloween in a pandemic, uh, I, the Orange County Fair didn't happen this year. And you can tell they're trying to find ways to make up that revenue that they probably lost. 
and they decided to do this drive through maze. Oh, and yeah. I couldn't imagine what it was going to be like. And I'll tell you right now, it was not the best. Okay, there I got a short <laughs> clip. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't film the whole thing. I filmed the last yes, part. of I it. haven't seen this. I'm so excited. <laughs> There's no audio for for obvious reasons. It's uh, just really crappy audio because it was recorded on the phone. But playing it right now. Uh, this right. is unfortunately the end of it. So the good thing is okay. So. You guys are probably delayed, uh, Jensen and uh, Anthony, but uh, they they take you through 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 sections. It's like a dance club. They take you. They take <laughs> you through. This is the end of the the maze, okay? And these zombies, they st- oh, they're not even zombies. They're like ravers, and they they. <laughs> Why couldn't they do like like a thriller or something? No, they they were like the the music was all rave music, and they were on their stage raving and then they start chanting bloody mary bloody mary and then she comes out and she just starts to rave with them okay she starts to rave with them and the whole thing was basically like this now it's understandable i'm sure they couldn't touch the cars for liability reasons uh so they they did the best they could but there was nothing scary about this event unfortunately but i don't scare very easy you see this guy walking what up to our window. What type of mask is that? What is that? Is I don't like a know, regular mask? Yeah. Is it just a Caesar at a party? <laughs> Basically, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Basically, so Lonnie was a little freaked out. So you'll see this uh, real soon. Uh, but He's walking by cars? That's all they did. That's <laughs> all they like did. A shirt. He's a total <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I dress like. Yeah, I'm not going to deny it. But oh yeah, they, they, they take you through sections. Each section, you know, they'll, they'll have you park. So the concern of people getting scared and driving off, that wouldn't have happened because they have you parked and then they have you turn your car off. Car off. Yes. Okay, gotcha. They have you turn your car off, put it in park, and then they do their thing. And each section was about, I want to say, 10 minutes long. And then they have you move on to the next section. But it was a little (laughs) weird, man. It was weird. Uh me personally, there's Bloody Mary right there. You'll see her coming up real soon. But yeah, they summoned her with the rave, and she came out to rave with them. I wish I would have caught that on tape. That's her right there. Yeah, and oh, and man. it's this is the first year, so I could understand why it was so disorganized because our time window was nine o'clock, but we didn't get in until way past ten o'clock. Jeez. Um, but oh. it's it, it's funky, dude. It was very very funky. Uh, this one specifically, I do not recommend it unless you're you're, you're you scare easy. Then maybe. But I mean, do people like jump out? At, like, do people? Like, I, I do they saw, like sneak up on the ground and then just like kind of pop into the window? I, I saw it happen. Scared? I saw it happen to a few cars. It didn't happen to us, unfortunately. I said hop into a few cars. I did hear some screams from other cars. I feel like there's ways to scare people, and yeah. yes, like I completely you just have agree to, with you. Not, not, not disco. <laughs> rave. Yeah, not disco vampire rave. <laughs> Unless it's like I get, I get maybe at the end oh it's like a God. celebration of you made it through alive. So we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna I don't know. It. There, there was a section where we pulled up. I think it was the the second section, and it was like camping grounds. So it was all dark and. Once everyone turned their car off, so basically you drive out to the next section, they have you turn your car off, all your lights go off, and once everyone's done and ready to go, they start the play. So every section is like a play, they act it out. Yeah, they And act that it out, section yeah. in the camping grounds, 
you see a bunch of tents and you see just normal people walking around with like little lanterns, you know, yelling for each other. I can't find you. Like, hey, Chris Jansen, where are you, Chris? And the funniest thing is there's this guy walking around in a gorilla suit. He doesn't look like a Sasquatch. He doesn't look like what? a beast. It's a gorilla suit. And I'm laughing oh more than I'm freaked out, okay? But apparently he's running around and he's attacking these campers and it's supposed to be all gory. And it's like, but it's just fucking comedic. All right, it's hilarious. It's funny. I, I, had, I had more fun laughing about it than I was freaked out. I feel like they're the way to do it. If kind of like the way that people like there's the haunted houses where you sign a waiver because you'll be touched or like the way like they're the way that they can do it where you sign a waiver, your car is going to get like hit with splatter or yeah. like all washable type stuff. And they're the cool, fun way to do like these plays that involve like blood. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be scary. It's more of just like really entertaining. Like, I feel like there's a way to do that. Like, a campsite is actually kind of cool. Like, you could do cool things with, like, campers. Like, like people are witnessing someone getting murdered in a tent. And then you have, like, a, a woman running out or a guy running out just covered in blood. Yes. Or he has, like, no arm. And he's, like, running through the cars because they're all stopped. And then he's, he's being chased and he gets, like, hacked down right in front of, like, a, like a car. Yeah. There's, like, ways to do it. That like, he's screaming really at you at the window, like, yeah. windshield. And, like, he's smearing blood on the, the yeah, windshield. Yeah, or, like, and they could touch the cars. And I, I feel like you could sign a waiver and you could do it. Like, I agree. And I think after after Man, I want to kind of do that now. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's something like they, they send you a survey at the end. And I rated them very, very poor. I gave all their, their actors and their employees high ratings because they did their job. But as far as an experience goes, for me, it wasn't a good experience. Yeah. I didn't. I felt like I was more freaked and more on edge walking through a maze than I was here. Because one, you're in a car. You're already yeah. feeling safe inside a vehicle. Um, so how are you going to be able to scare me? And I feel like they could they they could definitely use more uh, audio effects. You know, give yeah, me more, like give, me give me better surround, give me better surround sound. You have to give me some better uh, whispering. Maybe some some um, use a projector to project something inside our car, like maybe spiders or something. I'm, I feel like that that could be something easily executed. One thing that I told Lonnie would be really cool is plant some cars in there. Put in somebody's car, like this car is planted, and if it happens mm. to be part of your group, have your crew attack yeah. that car. Make them feel like, holy shit, they can attack cars? <laughs> like, literally yeah. pull people out. Like, you're watching people get dragged out of a car, and you're thinking to yourself, that's just yeah, a customer. Yeah, and it's just like actors. Like, <laughs> yeah. They, there's, yeah, there's ways. Yeah, there's a lot of ways you can put it be really, yeah. Oh, man. I agree with Tim. Tim is saying uh, Jansen as a director. Oh, I'd love to. Oh, that believe me. I, one of the first things that I told Lonnie leaving that place was, I need to talk to Chris and see if we can get John interested in something like this. That's because, a great yeah. idea. Like, pulling people out. Oh, my gosh. That'd be a, that'd you, be yeah, like, you'd have to be make it. so unearthly. You'd be like, what's going on? Exactly. You wouldn't know because you don't expect yeah. somebody. You saw that car in line with you, and now it's <laughs> yeah. in here getting it's getting attacked. <laughs> but what happens if it's the wrong car? And you're like, <laughs> they they got to find a way to make it work. They got to find a way. They, they, they get mistaken and they start breaking a window. And We're giving factor. away our best ideas. I'm so glad. Uh... Oh no, it's fine. No, no one's. No one's <laughs> but I'll tell you this much: I would not recommend it. Um, I went with a with a couple of friends. We were on separate cars, and 
the week before, the weekend prior to that one, uh, they had gone to the Haunted Hayride, which was very similar, but this one was in, uh, was in L.A. somewhere. And I came out complaining, talking about how shitty it was, and they were telling me how much better it was in the Haunted Hayride. Like, wow. Oh, wow. Like, how bad must that have been? And it was similar, so... I guess this is just something that they're experimenting with. Uh, who knows if it'll continue beyond this pandemic if we ever go to, you know, normality. But if this is something, I, I, this can be good. This can be good if done and executed properly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like it sucked to plan something. Because now I'm, like, thinking, oh, next year. But once haunted houses go back to normal, people are just going to want to go to haunted houses. Yeah, yeah I agree. Drive in their car. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, so um, so yes, so everybody watching, so this like as I mentioned that um for the rest of this, the uh the month, each episode is going to be kind of themed Halloween, as you can tell by the awesome graphics and overlays that Caesar put up. I'm really super impressed by this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm impressed by a lot of things you do, but this is like the mist moving through. Um, yeah, that's like really cool. So we're going to be doing, um, like scariest movies, um, scariest video games, just general discussions that we have about, uh, all things Halloween for the next, uh, the next month, which would be pretty fun. So, um, now we're at our time of the show, wrapping things up. What are we reading, watching, playing? Let's, let's start with you, Anthony. What are you, what are you watching, playing, reading? Go. Um. Yeah, I'm watching Fargo season three, finished season two last week. Um, Love it. Very good. Um, my wife Samantha had already seen like all three seasons, but she wanted to watch the fourth one, and we were trying to remember why I stopped. Like I think the first two episodes into season two, and I I don't understand why, because the show is incredible. It's one of those shows that. You could put up with some of the best, like Breaking Bad, yep. and, um, Better Call Saul, and even Hannibal. Yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't watched. I watched season one or most of season one, but again, I was like, I don't know why I stopped. But then season four yeah. came out, and I started watching during this last week. Um, I'm not. It's not one of the I'm talking about, but I started watching season four because I was just super curious on Chris Rock being in it. Um, and yeah, so I'm on that one. I'm on episode two of that one, which is, really and it's just, fun. yeah, it's just, it's fantastic. Like everything, the, the writing, the, the way they shoot it, the cinematography, just everything about it is just, it's a it's a polished show. And I'm just, I'm baffled on why I stopped watching it. Um, so very excited about that. Um, and then playing, uh, Destiny 2 still, cause <laughs> why not? <laughs> Well, it's also to this, this Destiny content vault. So there, it, yeah. So it's like this whole push. Everybody's trying to finish stuff that they didn't do for like the last two, two, three years. Um, oh yeah. And this season three is interesting too, because with, um, Ian McGregor is, is playing two roles. He's playing twins essentially, two brothers. And yeah, it's, it's interesting too, because the, they are doing a little bit of the, the American Horror Story, where every season is kind of its own separate story, but it's all interconnected yeah, somehow. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the Destiny. Cool. Festival yeah, of the Lost. Festival yeah. of the Lost for Destiny. 
So it's essentially just yeah a Halloween event where you run through an area that's you know haunted and you collect candy to exchange for in-game loot. <laughs> so it's really, but there's a lot of content that's being you know vaulted in November. So there a lot of people are trying to catch up on stuff that they didn't finish or you know the board was away. So I'm playing a lot of Destiny and then reading a shit ton of comic books. I'm really a fan of, I just love, like, games, like, that are ongoing, like, Destiny, um, like, World of Warcraft, uh, Overwatch just announced their Halloween, um, they just launched the Halloween, uh, weeks, or I forgot what it's called, I should know this, I'm hoping no one from Overwatch is watching, <laughs> <laughs> I should really know what our, what our Overwatch is called, um, I, I just love that they do these themes, like, around Halloween, around Christmas, around, like, major holidays, they do, like, theme content. Yeah. It's really cool. It is a lot of fun. And uh, it's going to be interesting. I am getting more excited about the uh, the new Destiny expansion. Um, I think the, what they're doing is is a good trajectory where they're taking the game. And I think, yeah, they've, they've got their flaws with the game, but I think overall, I think it's going to be really interesting. Hopefully, it, you know, hopefully it turns out really well this, this November. Cool. Caesar, what do you got? What do you got for us? What are you watching, playing, reading? I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're not reading anything. I am not reading anything. No, I'm not. Um, I'm keeping, <laughs> I'm it, not uh, I'm keeping it real. <laughs> but we are. We're going to start our mini book uh, club. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get on that. Hey, hey stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's right. Um, so, speaking of traditions, we touched on that. One tradition that I do have every year during the month of October is I love to play Bioshock. So, currently sure. playing Bioshock. Um, Love going back to that game. Uh, I don't just play the first Bioshock. I definitely dive into Bioshock 1 and 2. And I usually play uh, Infinite a lot earlier in the year because I don't really consider it much of a horror game. Uh, But yeah, Bioshock is still by far my favorite in the series. And it's just such a great game to play during (laughs) during the month of October, in my opinion. Um, So definitely just started playing that. Uh, I discovered, I don't know how I missed this. Um, so I'm very ashamed of myself, but I discovered that they added some missions to Bioshock. I don't know when they added them. I haven't looked it up, but I'm playing through those missions. Uh, they're just some additional missions. Uh, they have you kind of run through, I think there's four missions and you got to kind of solve your way out of it. For example, the first mission is how do you kill the big daddy with having nothing on you? And then you got to go searching for a plasmid. How do I get to that plasmid? So it's really a puzzle. How do I get through everything and to get to the end result where I have to kill a big daddy? And the other three puzzles are very similar to that. So that's really fun. I'm glad that they added that. Don't know when they added it. Um, so you've never played it before? So it's like new content It's for you? new content for me. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so glad, cool. you know, that, that I discovered it. And very ashamed of myself for discovering it so late. But uh, some cool stuff. Some really, really cool stuff. Um and as far as what I'm watching, uh, I'm introducing Lonnie to Band of Brothers. So, very excited to to go back into that show, show. That show, that uh, miniseries on HBO. If you've never seen it, definitely go check it out. Such a good show. Uh, very, very... It's, it's such an emotional show. Uh, you, you get really attached to these characters in such a way. And you're, you're discovering World War II in such a different way. Through these, through, through through their eyes, uh, I, I I don't know. I, I can't say enough when it comes to this series. Um, it, it's just so good. If you guys have HBO Max, 
go check it out. I don't think it's on anything else outside of HBO Max, unfortunately. Yeah, I think, um, well, it was on Amazon for a while. It might be on Amazon. They usually do, like, uh, the freebie stuff. Yeah, they do, like, the super seasons of things. But, yeah. no, I, I literally watch this at least once a year. I watch watch this show. Man, I remember uh, there used to be a time where, what was it, AMC? Or who was it that would play it every every year during, what, Memorial Day? Memorial Day? Day? Yeah. yeah. Memorial yeah. Day weekend. I think they, they still just... do it, right? Don't they, don't they do it still? I, I haven't Actually, had you know what? I, don't, I feel like I didn't see it this year. I haven't had DirecTV in such a long time that I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but Band of Brothers, definitely damn good. Uh, Bioshock, damn good. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's one thing we're going to be touching on during this month uh, is uh, games that we, we recommend as far as uh, horror games go. So Bioshock being one of them that I recommend. Yeah, so uh, moving on to me, um, I actually have a playing this week i am playing a video game guys i don't believe it no it's not final fantasy <laughs> that's gone i've moved on tim preston <laughs> yes absolutely if you're talking about band of brothers yes check it out oh yeah if you've never seen band of brothers yeah um they also have band of brothers like pacific um which was a later one that they did too um it's not as good as the original watch the original one but it's actually it's still good but like one takes place in um, in Europe, and the other one takes place in uh, Asia or the uh, South Pacific. Um, but check out the original Band of Brothers. Um, but yes, no, I am playing a video game, guys. I am playing Baldur's Gate three. It just went early access, um, and I've played like Baldur's Gate. It's probably one of the few games that I remember beating because um, I remember uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, the Forgotten Realms universe um, and like Dungeons and Dragons, D&D. Uh, and so I've played every Baldur's Gate and I've beat every Baldur's Gate multiple times because in Baldur's Gate 2, once you beat it, you can be different characters. Like you can be Dritz if you're familiar with Forgotten Realms, um, like book series, like Dritz and Art of Century, and there's like characters that you can be. So I'm playing it and it's pretty creepy too. This scene's actually, I'm not a fan of creepy stuff, but the scene that you're watching with brains, is this is just the opening. Um... But yeah, you, this is like when you you could decide like if you could rip the brain out, which is uh uh it's like a uh it's it's a it's a creature, it's not really a brain. Um, well, it looks like a brain, but yeah. So I'm playing that. Um, I just started it. I probably played about 96 minutes according to Steam. Um, <laughs> and I tried to play it today, uh, but uh, I had to update, so I haven't had a chance to play it today. So I'm super looking forward to it. Um, yeah, and so I'm playing that and. I have watched, uh, I've been watching a ton of stuff. As I mentioned, when I switched over to like Night Shift, I just got started watching like a ton, ton of stuff overnight. Um, but I finished The Boys season two. Um, not gonna talk about it because I know people maybe not have watched it all. Um, that ended, that was a great series, uh, season. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And then, uh, for terms of Halloween, um, we're gonna get more into it, but I started like my Halloween viewing and every, like Halloween is the only time where I really watch. Like if I'm going to watch a scary movie, it's going to be during the month of October. I don't watch them outside of that. Um, never anything really scary. Um, or there's certain types of scary that I don't do like ghosts and like paranormal crap. I don't like any of that stuff. Um, but so I watched uh, vampires versus the Bronx, which just came out on Netflix. Um, if you guys don't like, have you guys seen uh, uh, attack the block? No. Oh my god, it's with um, Finn from, why can't I think of his name, John Bodega? 
Uh, is it Bordega? Attack, attack the block. Yeah. Alright, let's but okay, so attack the. That's another one that I'll watch during this month. Attack the block is essentially when aliens. It's they come to the projects in Britain and UK, and like aliens invade, and it's a bunch of like teenagers, like, um, like teenagers that are fighting like these aliens and stuff. It has um, ah oh man, I can't even. I, I'm like who's. I can't even think of his name in general, so I can't even throw a reference out. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad with names. Um. Uh, Nick Frost it has Nick Frost in it, um, and it's kind of like Edgar. Like Tack the Block, it's like Edgar Wright. It's kind of like that group. I ca- I can't remember the director's name, but it's it's they're all very similar directing styles, like comedy, um, comedy horror, comedy action. Um, but this is very much like that. It's about vampires that come and they start essentially like gentrifying uh, the Bronx um, and <laughs> kids <laughs> and the kid these kids uh, neighborhood kids find out about it and they. Uh, uh, go after like like fight the vampires. <laughs> so oh, that's it, interesting. Yeah, so it's it's funny. It's it's fun. It's um, it's like it's like a Netflix original film. Uh, I I I recommend it. It's just a fun oh. movie. Um, just to enjoy if you if you like like fun Halloween movies. Um, uh, but yeah, so I was watching that, and yeah, I'm gonna have a ton of viewing for the next next few weeks. Tim, um, Tim Preston hit it on the nail. That's a movie with a guy in in it about something. <laughs> it's true. I'm so terrible. <laughs> Simon Pegg. That's the guy's name. <laughs> oh my god! Really? You couldn't think of movies to reference him to? No, no. I was trying to think Nick Frost, which is his partner, yeah. like the guy that's always. And I couldn't think of his name, so I was like, okay, maybe if I say Simon Pegg's name, but then I couldn't remember Simon Pegg, and all I could think of was Paul Simon for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but Simon Pegg, yeah. But it's like Edgar Wright, it's like that group. Yeah. That's another one. See Attack the Block. Um watch uh Vampires versus uh versus the Bronx. Um I'm I might tempt to watch that new Adam Sandler movie, which I hear is like so terrible. But yeah. I'm curious if it's like Ernest Scared Stupid. I'm gonna get into those. Those are gonna be later conversations. And we should we should have an, an an episode on just Adam Sandler movies. You know where he was good, where he was annoying, and where he just fucking dropped yeah, when off. Yeah, went, went, when it went down. Yeah, um, that that is a good episode. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's it for the show. Um, that's it for this episode. Uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, with another Halloween episode. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, don't know what we're talking about yet, but we'll we'll be sure to post it. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about uh, top movies, top games. I mean, it's all Halloween, right? I know. We'll 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 discuss it and we'll release what we're talking about. Um, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm <Everybody> just laughing. <laughs> um, but thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to check out um, us on social. Our social handles are on there. Um, please, if you're not following our page, uh, subscribing to this or following, sorry, um, please follow our Twitch. We're also on YouTube. We post everything on YouTube now. Um, afterwards, um, also on podcast form. Uh, thank you for so much for tuning in. Um, we'll be back next week, next Tuesday, 7 p.m. PT. Um, and that's it. Guys, thank you for a good episode. And I'm glad to be back. And hopefully we don't go on any uh, two-week hiatus again. Um, let's not do that again. No, can't do that anymore. Yeah. So, um, and guys, everybody, uh, over the next week, don't forget to rediscover your, your geek. geek. Oh, still not there. <laughs>
It's only the nineteenth. It's only the nineteenth episode. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> now it's just a thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, bye everybody. Take care. Bye guys. Good night.